basically want to address uh, the idiots out there, and, and you, you know who you are. You're going out. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're socializing too close. It's, it's not good. You're hurting old people like me. Nothing good ever happens going out of the house. You know that. There's just trouble out there. It's not a good place to be. So stay home and, you know, don't see anyone. Except maybe if there's a plumbing emergency, let the plumber in and then, you know, wipe everything down after he leaves. But that's it. Yeah, so that that crowd, that's Larry David, obviously, with the, nothing good happens outside. And I'm reading the Woody Allen biography, and just there, there are, who's a similar sort of person, the sort of person that doesn't like other people yeah. and never wants to leave their apartment. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Sean would be that, that, in that crowd. They, they have a different uh, a view of this whole thing than those of us who might like to be outside now and then. I don't like people, but I do like being outside. Mm. Little yin and yang. There may be no more misused phrase in the English language these days than mixed messages. You know, everything, all of life is a mixed message. You have to work hard to be successful. But you got to relax and, you know, mess around and, and uh, at times. Mixed messages? No, that's how life is. So I'm going to give you a little yin, little yang. Because we're all trying to decide which of the gigantic pressing factors... We give more respect to day to day the giant pressing coronavirus that could kill millions or the shutting down of the world's greatest economy, which could kill certainly hundreds of thousands or ruin lives and spread misery. I mean, we did. And as Jack and I have pointed out, you have a bunch of academics and government officials Saying, oh, yeah, let me shut down the economy. That's fine. You just start it right back up when you're done. And all you people, you go back to your job and you'll have money again. When it doesn't work like that at all. I was actually uh, hanging out uh, six feet or more apart with a bunch of small business people yesterday afternoon as part of a function. Um, and uh, some of them online. And they were discussing people, especially government officials, don't understand all the factors that go into restarting a business. Do I have the cash to restock my inventory? Where have my customers gone? Where are my employees gone? Do they want to work anymore? Did they get other jobs? Uh, uh, are our customers trying other places in the interim? The idea that you can go from 60 to zero and then zero to 60 is is a fantasy. You can as a university professor. Nothing's <laughs> going to change. You'll yeah. keep getting your paycheck. You can't get fired. And everything will be right there when you come back, whether yeah. it's a month or six months. Yeah, take a sabbatical, for instance. The idea of us taking a sabbatical is hilarious. Or any other private business, because y'all would find something else to amuse yourselves. Anyway, uh, a little yin and yang for you. I hadn't intended to go off on that rant. Here's the coronavirus part of it. Uh, this uh, nice note, Judy, Julie passed on some statistics. Um, and Italy is no longer really an outlier. This is deaths per 1 million of population. Italy still leads the way at 206 deaths per million. Spain is at 194. It's barely behind. Now, New York is at 79 per million. That's exactly where Italy was 11 days ago. Italy is now at 206 per million 11 days later. Just saying. Belgium, 71. Netherlands, 68. They, France, they, 54. They certainly were sheltering two weeks ago in Italy. Yeah, they went they went pretty hardcore. It exploded on them. 
Um, partly, again, because of their gigantic Chinese uh, garment worker population in northern Italy. But then you work your way through Europe. Uh, then uh, finally you hit uh, New Jersey at 30, Washington State at 30, Michigan 26, the U.K. 26. USA overall 12, but uh, we don't know where we are in terms of being behind Italy. If you just went by the number, New York is 11 days ago Italy. But New York has handled it differently than Italy, so we'll find out. But the point is, we ain't, well, the president, why don't we play that clip 26 from the president? I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. And then hopefully, as the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, you're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel. But this is going to be a very painful very, very painful two weeks. We should play that every hour, because that's an extraordinary statement from the President of the United States. Yeah, especially from Donald J. But it's going to be a very, very tough two weeks. came across this piece uh, in the Carolina Journal by John Hood, who's a uh, liberty-loving type guy. And he's writing about the response in North Carolina. And he is absolutely even-handed and fair about not knowing for certain who made the right call, he said, uh, did the Governor Cooper and local officials make the right calls on the shutting down, blah, blah, blah. He says, I don't know for certain, neither do you, to be blunt. They're acting on limited, incomplete, and problematic data. I recognize they are under extreme stress, likely sleep-deprived, and facing a set of unattractive policy choices. So this guy's a realist and fair-minded, and I appreciate that. Um, then he gets into the fact that our government hasn't just shut down businesses, some potentially for good. And they haven't just thrown hundreds of thousands out of work and disrupted the daily lives of millions of North Carolinians with no no clearly articulated standard for when the dictates will be lifted. Our government has also suspended our basic liberties as citizens of a free society. And he goes into, under threat of arrest and imprisonment, you got to minimize your contacts. You cannot assemble. Um, If you think I'm arguing the government should never have the power to do these things, you're jumping to the wrong conclusion. As an advocate of limited constitutional government, I grant that infectious disease is one of the few cases in which highly coercive action may be required to protect public health and safety. Again, a very even-handed editorial. Now, but then he gets into it. Um, The threshold for government to resort to such measures should be extremely high, and I get very suspicious when I see public officials justify actions such as shelter-in-place orders with the claim that if even a single person's life is saved, it will be worth it. That anybody who says that, you need to immediately discount the rest of what they say. That's a, that's a, that's a saying for stupid people. Right, well... Or, or as as this is the best example I've ever heard, or the speed limit would be five miles an hour. Right. Indeed. Uh, as uh, the, the gent writes, let me be crystal clear. Anyone who says that should be kept far, far away from wielding government <laughs> authority at any level. They lack the knowledge and judgment to make reasonable public policy. They exhibit a basic ignorance of how free societies work. Jackie mentions that North Carolina set a maximum speed limit of 25 miles per hour on every road and street. We'd see fewer fatalities. If we prohibited swimming pools, we'd see fewer drownings. If we issued shelter-in-place orders every year from December to March, we'd see fewer deaths from influenza and other familiar but deadly diseases. Oh, yeah, you could you could save uh, thirty thousand people a year or more by sheltering in place every uh, every fall. Thirty thousand people. We have to shelter in place now every fall and winter and most of the spring. He goes on to write: uh, For progressives who don't yet get the point, try this one. 
Every year, a small but tragic number of murders are committed by people living illegally in the United States. If we strictly enforce immigration laws and deport every unauthorized alien, or as many as we can, many of those murders will not occur. The draconian response to COVID-19 has imposed grave economic social consequences on, uh, and economic, I'm sorry, on uh, Americans. They won't shelter in place for months. They can't. And they'll become increasingly impatient with leaders who offer them platitudes instead of a practical plan for moving forward. So, again, uh, maybe this message is to, I don't know, uh, academics and celebrities and government officials who don't really understand how a business works. There are two gigantic, deadly, and dead serious opposing forces here. If you focus only on the one and ignore the other, it's going to be tragic. Now, having said that, the government is planning on borrowing trillions of dollars more from the Chinese, from ourselves, uh, to pump into the economy to keep it afloat. Um, It may be the only thing we can do. And here's a couple of sentences nobody wants to hear. Uh, The fact that this sort of thing always happens. Emergencies always happen. I remember when I was young and poor, something like you blow a tire and you have to buy two of them always happens, which is why you don't spend yourself into pauperhood during good times. Too late. I heard a good I saw a good text about that. Let me uh, let me dig that up. The kind of economy that we've uh, demanded out of the world because of the way our minds work. Uh we've um developed an economy, a just-in-time economy instead of a just-in-case economy because of the way we live our lives. Yeah. You know, what we get what we deserve, the government and the, you know, the businesses. Mm-hmm. If if we will buy more of this, then we get more of that. But we are a just-in-time economy. I need this. I just thought of something I need, and I need it now. Uh, and, that, and that has been provided for us, because um, we'll pay for it. But and not unlimited un- credit. But not a just-in-case economy. That is not what people, uh, that's not the way we think. Yeah. I will pay more to get stuff right now. I will not spend some money on having some backup uh, tires or toilet paper or money in the bank or anything else. It's just the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if this is indeed one of the top ten news stories in the history of the globe, and it may be, uh, maybe that behavior will change. We've How many times, long-time listeners are yelling at the radio, how many times have you guys discussed what it would take to fundamentally change, A, the government, and B, the culture from that sort of uh, lack of wisdom? And we've always said a giant war or a health cataclysm of some sort. If the if the catac- if we sheltered in time and it's not the really really horrifying number, it's a hundred thousand or something, which is pretty horrifying. Oh yeah, certainly. But if we you had lose a, someone you love, but we had a flu a couple of years ago that was sixty thousand and it barely made the news. Mm-hmm. So is if we did shelter in time, we we reacted okay. Are we going to learn any lessons? I don't know. Or does the bad thing have to happen for a, for the culture to learn a lesson? I don't know. And you know, the badder it gets, the learner will be. What? It's a yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would have worded it exactly that way, but um, I, I'm going to get a tattoo this afternoon. <laughs> Are the tattoo shops closed? Damn it. Um, uh, a couple of things that happened yesterday that have nothing to do with coronavirus that should be in the news. Might be It might have been the lead story today if it weren't for uh, the commie flu. And also, one thing I'm glad I haven't heard about yet today, thankfully. Stay tuned.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. on everyone today i'm going to show you guys all how to hack zoom online classes um there's going to be a bunch of cool things you're going to be able to do with this app called zoom hack which i'm going to show you guys all how to download on ios and android basically it's going to allow you to connect to random classes that you have no like you're not part of them at all you're going to be able to there's a huge list of classes you can connect to um there's a voice changer there's a music player and it will keep your name anonymous too so the teacher won't know who's even doing it wow Wow, I've always wanted to be a hacker, but I'm too stupid because I can barely do anything. I can barely print stuff. So, um, frank self-assessment there. <laughs> Here's my chance. There's a there's a, an app I can download. Zoom Hacker works. On, they've got one for uh, Android or Apple, and it's very simple. You just go to any Zoom meeting. You know what's happening. Yes, and you can get in there and yes. start messing around. Yes. Finally, I'm a hacker. So there's there seems to be two ways that people are infiltrating Zoom calls. One is kind of this app that kind of does some of the 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 work for you. Mm-hmm. Another one is if they're like say if I was a part of a Zoom call and I was a prankster and I realized this was just going to be a boring meeting, I could give the the meeting essentially the meeting call number to my friend oh. who then can join in anonymously. Oh, that's super and, DIY. Yeah, so a lot of these guys are they're like tweeting out, "Hey, set tweet me your your Zoom call numbers." And I'll come in and I'll be an agent of chaos. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. I love that. Plus, Zoom is a, uh, a Chinese malware, according to security experts. As a shareholder, I want to push back on that. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. You're like Reddit that got $300 million from, uh, from uh, Alibaba or, or one of your Chinese conglomerates and all of a sudden started censoring anti-Chairman Xi content. Unfriggin' believable. Dang it. Um, yeah, so that's the great uh, global economy, the great, we're all coming together across the globe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're opening our door, opening our door to the evil. What was that voice? Was that dumb guy? That was the, that was the naive saps who think the UN is going to save the world. Well, I'd like to give him a good slapping. I would just like to throw this out. Did Squirt this... a little sand, hand sanitizer right in their eye. <laughs> ow, ow! This was true before the commie virus. It's more true now with kids home from school. Is anybody else having to put a limit on how much you allow your kids to talk about video games? That has become a real thing at our house. I mean, you just got to cut it off. First of all, got to cut it off at the dinner table, or we'll hear nothing else at the dinner table. And then, dinner like table after, events. and then after like seven thirty, okay. Anybody else got anything else to say about Minecraft? Okay, mm. no more talk about Minecraft for the rest of the night. I remember those days. We did at dinner. Everybody got one. For a while, it was Simpsons quotes. <laughs> was that everybody, about you or your kids? Everybody got one. <laughs> yeah, was that for you? Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> child. <laughs> Partly at the behest of my wife. Everybody got one, then that's it. Now you have to use your own words, your own thoughts. All right. <laughs> Do you have that problem, Hanson? Oh, uh, my son is consumed with Prodigy right now. I don't know if yeah, you know what that yeah. one is. It's like an educational-based game, and he can play with his friends. So they're doing FaceTime and playing Prodigy together and just talking for hours. It's, it's kind of cool, actually, to oh, see sure. it happening. Oh, sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pro, but just we got you know, to talk about other things at yeah. some point. Yeah, no kidding. Have you guys um, caught on to the trend of, of, of pivoting from calling it social distancing to physical distancing? Because you should still remain social, reach out, engage with right. people, FaceTime. That's that is a better term. Yeah. But it is a better term. Yeah. If yeah. I starting from the beginning... I would have gone with that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be difficult. I'm gonna try to correct my own verbiage and, and call okay. it physical distancing. I've always now. hated social distancing. Yeah. I'm switching. 
I'm in. Go. Okay, then we're on top of it. All right. Um, and uh, this, I saw a number of tweets floating around yesterday of, and I'm happy I haven't heard this phrase yet today, April Fool's Day. A uh, number oh. of tweets floating around yesterday saying, no, let's just, how, how about we all agree as a country to eliminate April Fool's Day? No April Fool's jokes of any kind. Certainly none around the coronavirus. But I, I, don't, I don't know many people that are in the mood for a prank. Whether it's a spider, of hey, we got your test back and you're positive, or anything like that. Oh, hilarious. Uh, just, just I'm not sure they... I'll bet yeah. during the Great Depression and World War II, uh, April Fool's Day wasn't a big thing. And, and No, probably not. And do you agree, our assessment that we decided this morning, that this is a top ten world history event? Going back to the meteor uh, hitting and wiping out the dinosaurs. Right. Top ten global event. When the moon when the moon fell in the orbit, uh, that was that was a big one. Mm. Hey, look, we got a moon now. Well, does, there be lights, big one. Sure. What does the last Star Wars movie rank on your list? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> my house is no more organized. I have not exercised daily. I have uh, ruined my lie. I've been telling myself my whole life that if I just had more time, I would do these things. Is a popular meme on uh, on the Twitter. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's sobering, and uh, I don't feel like being sober. Cuts a little too close to home. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Some other news stories you should have heard yesterday. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, following up on this, how easy it is to hack into Zoom. I mean, like, you hear that and you think, okay, so hackers are having an easy time. No, you could download an app and hack into your company's Zoom meeting this afternoon. That's how easy it is. Oh, yeah. And 600,000 people downloaded the Zoom app on March 15th alone. That's when the national uh, sheltered home orders went into place. I might have been that day myself. Um, and I fought it for a while because they had the long agreement, and I was trying to figure out a, a way to get out of it and stuff like that. But all my son's friends were zooming, so I don't know. Hang on. The school's zooming, um, so I did it. But it turns out it's crazy easy hackable. Have you heard anybody say don't use Zoom, use something else yet, or not? Well, I, I've been making reference to it being Chinese malware. Uh, various tech heads are pointing out that the way it installs and like automatically achieves administrator status oh. and stuff like that is is makes them very uneasy. Oh, the, uh, the the head guy at the company said, thank you for your feedback. We implemented to balance the number of clicks given the blah, 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 saying uh, your point is well taken. We will continue to improve. <laughs> so they're acting like they're right. cooperative. Okay. I, I don't know if they are. No, that what didn't accidentally end up that way. No, no, they built it that way on purpose. So why would they change it? And then how would you know that they changed it? Because most of us aren't smart enough to figure that out. Right. Um, but the fact that it's so incredibly hackable, look, look forward to whatever meeting you have today on Zoom, all of a sudden a pair of testicles showing up. I think that's good. I think that's likely. Sure. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? <laughs> can you see my privates? Can you, can you? If it's just a pair, consider yourself lucky. I mean, that's amazing. 600,000 people downloaded the app on one day. That's got to be a record for any company. Holy cow. That's success right there. Uh, a couple of stories that you would have heard would have been huge stories if it hadn't been for the commie virus. This one's not important, but Hunter Biden. Remember him? Where's Hunter? I changed his name to Where's. Where's Hunter? Hunter Biden welcomed a beautiful and healthy baby boy over the weekend. This is Hunter's fifth child and first son, according to the Washington Examiner. 
He has three daughters with his ex-wife and a daughter with an ex-stripper. I don't know Wait why. You, I don't know why you have to point out that the woman's an ex-stripper. She stripped at some point. I don't right. know if that labels her an ex-stripper for the rest of her life. Like exotic you're, dancer. Like Please, if you're, it's ever, an art form. Like if you're ever senator, they refer to you as senator forever. I don't think that's a good idea either. Just because you stripped at some point doesn't make her an ex-stripper. She might be a school teacher now. Yeah, or a, that was that was unfeeling of them. Or a gas station attendant. Or I don't know what she's doing. Sure. Um, the, the Washington Examiner actually wrote that. That was snarky. It's a I'd tweet. I'd say. It's a tweet. He has three daughters with his ex-wife and a accurate. daughter with an ex-stripper. It is accurate. Hunter, you're a loser. I suppose in their defense it is accurate. Right. But but that's uh, not cool. I, 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 I disapprove of that. <laughs> All right. You could have just said with another woman. You didn't need to say ex-stripper. <laughs> that's meant to impugn her and, uh, more importantly, him from the Washington Examiner. Yes, it is. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's precisely what they're doing. That's the whole point. You've yes. figured it out. <laughs> he, he knocked up a dancer is their point. You've dug into it and you figured it out. Yes. Congratulations. Um, you know, while I'm on that uh, America's tone, ombudsman, Jack Armstrong. <laughs> while I'm on that uh, track, because I, I don't think that was okay, I like this tweet that Jonathan Swan from Axios retweeted yesterday from someone else. Finding it perfectly healthy to avoid news networks that make their own reporters' confrontations with Trump the story in favor of outlets that stay focused and reserve their headlines for data hospitals and frontline workers. Wow, well said, John. Yeah, I thought Jonathan, that was sorry. really good. Probably doesn't want people to call him John Swan because, you know, it's the rhyme sounds silly. It sounds like you're a character in a book for five year olds. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, today is April 1st. John so- Swan went down to the pond to meet with Billy Beaver. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, today is April 1st. We just wrapped up one of the craziest months in the history of the world, certainly in the history of America, and certainly in the history of the stock market. The stock market closed out one of its worst quarters in recent memory yesterday, dropping 23% over the past three months. The S&P fell 20% in the last three months. Of course, almost all of that was in the last month. I tell you what, my my capacity to be amazed has been reset. No doubt. Partly in terms of the stock market, as I, I've been following the market for a very long time. And uh, every time it goes down, I think, well, it can't go down anymore. <laughs> it certainly can't go down a significant amount more. The The market has baked in the misery, the shutdown. The, here we go. Now it's time for the uptrend. Then it goes down again. Worth pointing out. As I uh, saw somewhere the other day, the, during the Great Depression, the stock market over, I think it was a couple-year period, but it went down 89%. Woo! Call it 90%. Yeah. 90% drop in a couple of years. We're not going to do that. No. Probably. Mm. <laughs> nice hedge. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and then this story Phil. that uh, <laughs> this, this would absolutely have been the story, certainly on Fox News yesterday. I, I'm sorry. I, I got to jump in on myself. Don't sell. For no. God's sake, no, don't sell. No, that was sell. a joke. Yeah, don't know. The last thing you want to do is sell right now. Because? Because that would lock in lock in your losses. You'd miss the turnaround. Might take a while, but just hang on, everybody. Sorry. Back to you. Somebody said there's a proposal out there to change the way we tax 401ks so people can start pulling money out of their 401ks. Boy, I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, you got people who got no money in savings, and their only net worth is their 401k. Mm-hmm. And... They'd probably like to be able to pay their rent and keep their car. They might pay for not. their insulin or what have you. On yeah. the other hand, people start yanking their money out of their 401ks. People that had no money saved up for a crisis 
now taking their money out of their 401ks just as a national situation. I don't know where that leaves us. Yeah, well, what's the alternative? I'm not saying there isn't one. I just don't know what it is. Massive government gifts of our own money. Good point. Redistribution. Good point. We're going to end up taking care of them when they're old, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you want less of something, tax it. If you want more of something, subsidize it. Like lack of financial planning. Completely different story. The Department of Justice, the DOJ, yesterday issued its long-anticipated FISA report. This would have been a bombshell a couple of months ago. Right after impeachment, if you didn't have the commie virus when everybody was wondering about the fight. Do you even remember that story? Does anybody even remember how that whole thing unfolded? FISA this and that? No? Carter Page. Anyway. Surveilling American citizens based on half-assed reports by drunken British spies. The DOJ yesterday released their report finding that every one of the 29 FISA applications it reviewed had errors, inadequately supported facts, or in four instances, supporting files that could not even be located. In other words... They were perhaps made up. Mm. So lots of problem with the whole FISA system on the government being able to get a warrant to spy on you. Go ahead with the list of names of people who will be punished for that. Right. In any way whatsoever. Even even a little bit. Even reassigned to personnel or something humiliating in their world. Probably nobody, nothing. Not a single thing. There are people who lied so that they can spy on you as a member of the government, and there'll be zero punishment. That's almost guaranteed. Yeah, and listen, I don't want to make people even madder more down than they are, but if if you lie to the FBI, you go to jail. If the FBI lies to you or the FBI lies to the FBI, they shuffle papers around and say, yeah, yeah well, sorry about that. Uh, it's, it's no way to run a free society. I'm, I'm glad they did this report. I'm glad it came out. I'm sorry that it will be ignored. Too bad it came out now. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. They need a better publicist for that, or should they just get the... Somebody should be doing interviews on it. Or, or a music video, or... <laughs> yeah, or a TikTok. Uh, have the guy who wrote it get the coronavirus, so he gets interviewed. Yeah, good point. Good point. Or he hoarded a ventilator or something, that would get him on the news. Yeah. So anyways, about this <laughs> Pfizer report. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I'm coughing a bit, but uh, we're spying on our own citizens here in the land of the free. So are other states around the country doing what California is doing, releasing up to 3,500 inmates over the coronavirus thing? I couldn't tell you state by state, but yeah, a number of uh, all, all the prison directors, directors of corrections are trying to figure out what to do because you have so much population density in prisons. And if it starts in the prison, everybody's going to get it and lots of people are going to die. And if you turn them loose, at least they got a chance. To break into my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, anybody who lives in Cala- Unicornia probably has nothing left in their car because of the, of the decriminalization of crime anyway. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a crisis. Got this note from Joe. 3,500 prisoners released. The first thing they're going to need is toilet paper. All the stores are out. Where do you think they'll get it? Home invasions. <laughs> I hope not. Give up the TP. Home invasions for toilet paper? Arm yourselves, my friends. I got six packages of white gold. <laughs> Charmin, the good stuff. Some terrorized citizens have taken to putting their teepee out on their front porch so the criminals don't have to come inside. 
I'd have to it's get like something out of a Clint Eastwood movie. Are people still still stealing the toilet paper around here? Does anybody know? Michael, you're always using the company bathrooms. Do they uh, have people still stealing toilet paper around no, here? No, that's been okay actually. Well, yeah. it's it's locked down. Well, it's also So I think one enterprising yahoo was actually like pulling it off and wrapping it around their hand or something cuz you can't remove a roll. It's also of the lowest quality oh, that please. exists on planet Earth. Yeah, seriously. Sometimes that's the best quality. If, if if your options are that or you know, a t-shirt. Oh, well, you're better off learning to squat and scoot across the yard like your dog, <laughs> really, than using this stuff here. But, you know, it's, you all we, it's all we got. Yeah, if you want to know how Khalid Sheikh Mohammed felt, use some of our toilet paper. Oh, boy. Wow, that's making light of a serious situation. Uh, my daughter actually had a three-hour class online last night. Nobody hacked it, apparently, Sean, uh, about... Post 9 11 enhanced interrogations, mm-hmm, which I'm for. Uh, and she came away from it very disturbed. Oh, really? Yeah, very disturbed. Her professor was waterboarded twice. Her professor? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he's got professor a Professor bin Laden. <laughs> I'm guessing he leans a certain direction, though, in this whole, uh, in the attitude towards he, it. He's actually, he's professor a. Professor Bin Laden. He's one of the good guys. He, he, That's he, not fair. He was part of training. Uh uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Not not they suspected him. Oh, yeah. okay. But it was funny. Uh, she was super disturbed and wanted to talk about it. And I said, sweetie, I'm willing to talk to you, but maybe not today. Because yesterday we found out many, many people we know have been furloughed and laid off and now don't know if they can make their rent or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's, it's craziness. So I was like, boy, I'd love to give you comfort, but uh, kind of struggling over here myself. Yeah. Rough. Rough. And they wouldn't have waterboard them if they didn't have it coming. Did you mention that to her? <laughs> didn't, seem like, didn't seem like the time. Maybe he should have talked. Yeah. How about yeah. you just tell us what you know? Yeah. Tell us where Bin Laden is. We'll stop. This save can all end right now. Save us all a little time and water. Ah, the lighter side. <laughs> water. Well, yeah, you couldn't find your bottle of water, which you drink because you hate the environment. Yeah. Get a dang jug. Why uh, don't you have a jug? Because I hate the environment. I hate, <laughs> I hate seals. I hate dolphins. Whale. Hate them all. What about whales? Oh, the more they swim, the more I hate it. <laughs> um, what is your current corona situation? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We still are quoting the WHO on anything or referring to them. Uh, screw them. They're a uh, commie-loving um, uh, enemy of the United States, as far as I can tell. Here's one of the members of the WHO just the other day. The Chinese government is to be congratulated for the extraordinary measures it has taken to contain the outbreak. The speed with which China detected the outbreak, isolated the virus, sequenced the genome, and shared it with WHO and the world are very impressive and beyond words. China is actually setting a new standard for outbreak response, and it's not an exaggeration. I don't even know how to respond to that. So it's gone from, hey, it sounds like he kind of believes China, or what? They've done a good job. Now he is stating things that are just 
flat lies, and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Is China holding his wife and kids? What's going on there? The speed with which China reacted to this event and alerted the WHO. Everybody knows that's not what happened. I know. They the put, opposite. They put the doctor in jail. They lied to the WHO and the rest of the world. Everybody knows this. It's reported everywhere. Yeah. So how can that guy say that and expect to have any credibility whatsoever? There are a lot of ways to turn somebody. Well, you know, Fear, you, money, influence. You don't have to hear it from me. This is from 60 Minutes Australia. I don't know why 60 Minutes United States hasn't done this, but this is 60 Minutes Australia. From the very beginning, throughout December, it was spreading, and we now know it was spreading human to human. But the official line of the Chinese government was that this was all related to an animal market, and once they closed the market, it would all go away. Did they know differently at that time? Absolutely. Because uh, they were seeing cases coming into the hospitals that had nothing whatsoever to do with that animal market. So, okay, so I get this guy's compromised somehow. Um, Whatever it is, you just explain it. They're paying him off or threatening him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But why why have I not seen the New York Times, the Washington Post, the, the whoever else? Why haven't I heard the president talking about this? They quote the WHO all the time. Dr. Fauci, whoever. Why isn't everybody calling them out on this? This is extraordinary. I think we it's would like because to... it's a crisis and you need China's cooperation. You need the WHO's cooperation. That's what they do. That's why they exist. And the biggest, um, uh, what they deal with, they've had their, uh, the thing they've been preparing for their entire existence has happened. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to call them out in the midst of it when they're obviously lying? Seems like a mistake. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we are. A lot of people are. Headline in the dispatch this morning, there is no reason to believe China is reporting its coronavirus cases accurately. Not only were they lying in the beginning, covering up in the beginning, jailing multiple medical professionals who tried to uh, report what was actually happening, silence any Internet traffic on what was actually happening, they have continued to lie and deceive. Now, we told you a couple of days ago, locals and local journalists are saying uh, quietly and to uh, people they can trust that they believe the the death toll is at least 10 times as high as the Chinese authorities are admitting to. At least 10 times. But that that WHO guy saying their quick response and alerting, just stating the opposite of what every news story has said. Yes, Sean? And a lot of these graphs you'll see out there comparing the different curves of coronavirus cases uh, involve China's at right around their peak hits almost a right hand turn and just flattens out immediately. Right. That's when they that's, started lying. That's well, that's coincidentally immediately after they kicked out all international oh, journalists in the oh. CDC from there. Like I, it's right. probably a coincidence. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but it's just something to keep in mind right. when you see those graphs comparing everything that uh, that the China thing happened when they were no longer being held accountable. So this article in the Dispatch, which is talking about what's going on now, because how many times, well, they actually get to that, uh, how many times we've heard in uh, America's mainstream media that, um, for instance, New York Times declared, uh, China hits a coronavirus milestone, no new local infections. While the article notes in passing that Chinese officials initially concealed and mismanaged the outbreak, it goes on to flatly assert that Beijing's sledgehammer approach worked to quickly lower the number of infections. Axios headlined a similar report, no new coronaviruses in Wuhan, China, where global pandemic began. 
NPR went with, China reports no new domestic cases, but battles coronavirus imported from abroad. Uh, and they mentioned uh, several others. Now, there are a whole lot of numbers here, and I'm going to skip over a bunch of them. But they talk about, as of January 25th, according to their own commission, almost 200,000 people have been identified as having had close contact with infected patients. They also acknowledge more than 5 million people have left Wuhan due to the Spring Festival and epidemic, many of them carriers. From all appearances, the epidemic was poised to sweep the nation of 1.3 billion people, exacerbated by the timing. Against all odds, however, the National Health Commission... uh, of China, a little more than six weeks later, reported no new domestically acquired cases, attributing every new case as imported by those returning to China. And according to every model known to man, that is an impossibility, no matter how hard they cracked down on Wuhan, because so many millions of people had gone forth. The idea that it's just, it's fanciful. Is anybody so God else, knows what the truth is in China right now. But is anybody else covering this WHO angle of it uh, on MSNBC? Like, does Rachel Maddow play that stuff? And if not, why not? Is, it doesn't seem like this would be a partisan story. We should, all should be horrified at this. I, I, well, having flipped to them several times uh, today, they are just hammering what Trump's done, done wrong or what's Trump's doing wrong. But that... that, that uh, World Health Organization guy saying that stuff about China is extraordinary. It's absolutely amazing. They should dissolve as an organization. God, and we're giving them tax money, like $50 million a year money. 